still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Wednesday. It's 545. My name's John Holmberg. There's Brady. There's Brett. Big Dick Toledo right around the corner here. And, uh, oh, the panic. I've already had a full panic. It's it's basically noon for me right now. I went to Killer Mike last night. Oh, nice. It was great. It was like a revival, but my friend Brian called me. He's like, let's go to Killer <laughs> I can Mike. Tell yeah, you I still, still got, got my, the wristband yeah, band on. on. <laughs> band on. I didn't even know if I did that. I'm going to take that off. I still got my last night band on. But yeah, my friend wanted to go, and I like Run the Jewels. I love Run the Jewels. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll tag along and see what Killer Mike's up. Then I think Killer Mike is a brilliant human being. He's one of those people that we need in this world. I don't agree with anything, or not anything, but everything he says. But he always says it in such a way where you're like, good point. You know, it's logical. That makes sense. It's I'll not, think about that. It's not angry. It's not like my way is the only way. It's a thought-provoking way to say things. And he's just he's just super smart. The show was uh, called High and Holy, so it's all about just smoking weed and praise the earth and all. It was, it was, you know, it was uh, like going to church for weed, and the dude just killed it. And Van Buren was awesome. The sound is amazing for that kind of stuff. I've never been to that place for uh, any rap stuff or anything. It was really good, but it was fun. So and it's a weird mix of like, you know, fifty-five-year-old white dudes, like there's young. Black guys, there's middle-aged black guys, there's white women, there's, it was a strange, and Mexicans, like he's, he's, everybody loves him. And their and his uh, backup singers were a master class in singing. They were incredible. So we're out there, I did the thing. So I'm like, yeah, 11 o'clock rolls around, I'm done. I roll over to the H&H Ranch downtown and I'm like, I can be asleep in 10 minutes. I don't have to even fumble with it. So I'm like, yes. Popped right down there, stayed down there, woke up this morning. Get my keys, put them in my pocket, sit down, tie my shoes, go down to the car. Door won't open, says key fob not in. I'm like, wait a minute, my keys are in my pocket. Reach in. The Jeep key had fallen off somewhere, somehow, Ugh. of the thing. And I'm like, well, this could be anywhere. Like, I I walked from, you know, basically. I'm screwed. The, I walked from the apartment <laughs> over to the Van Buren, and we went to dinner. And I'm like, this could be anywhere. This could be anywhere in the city. So I immediately order an Uber. And I'd like to apologize to uh, Sam, I think his name was. Sam got within a minute, and I found my key. <laughs> and I had to cancel the ride. And it's like, would you like to give Sam eight or nine bucks for the effort? I'm like, you bet, Sam. Here you go. I didn't know that. When you cancel an Uber, it, it tells you how much you should give him. Just so you're not such a dick. Don't be a dick. It's yeah. the don't be a dick charge. Right. It's like, don't be a dick. So Sam was out. You know, it's you know, 440 in the morning, and Sam's out. I'm, I text it, like, right there. I'm like, hey, man, you're two minutes out. i got to cancel. I'm in the. I didn't even realize it. I'm in the basement of the parking garage. This text isn't going out. I learned that the other day yep. going to the uh, show. No, yeah, you were, yeah, you were yeah. there. This text is going nowhere. So I'm in the car. I'm like, I don't know. Or I'm next to the car. I run back up to the thing, turn the whole apartment over. I'm like, where is this thing? When I was putting my shoes on, it must have fallen off, hit my shoe or something, and gone under the couch. 
I, I don't know. I don't even know why. I, you know, when you just look for looking sake, I'm crawling around in this thing, looking under in the kitchen. I'm looking under stuff. Look under the. There it is. It's sitting there under the couch. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Sam, sorry, can't make it. I double canceled. <laughs> I think I double tipped Sam too. I I hit him because it said oh, how about five thirty six for Sam's effort. I'm like that's fine, but that was down in the uh, garage, so I don't know that that went out because then Sam's still coming and I hit cancel again and it charged me six eighty. I'm like I think I just gave Sam twelve bucks and it's worth it. I feel bad for the guy. Uber driver, please don't one star me on that one, please. Because uh, yeah, and whatever he was doing out and about downtown Phoenix, you know. Quarter to five in the morning, and then I didn't find the keys till like ten after five. Nuts! Time for Air, Apple Air Tags. I'm Air Tagging everything. I'm gonna buy one. Of well, those. I have a bunch of Air Tags. Putting on my keys would be genius. Yeah, they have those key rings genius. that you just fit yep. right in. Yeah. I got to do it because my heart was just pounding. I'm cussing like crazy. I lost. I lost it because you just feel helpless. And then I'm like, well, what do I do? Like the Uber will get me there, but now what? My car's just trapped down here. I don't. I got to get the other key. Obviously, I can do that. But where's my key? Yeah. Oh, it's a pure panic. Lost my mind. And then I found it, and everything was fine. Except for Sam. Now I've, I've transferred all my crap to that guy. He has to be thinking to himself, one person needed me this morning and bailed on me. At like one, And he's two minutes away, which was the worst part. Dude made it all the way you know, from eight, eight minutes to two minutes. And Although that eight minutes was more like 17. He's eight minutes away. And I'm like, when I canceled, you were two minutes away. And I've been up here searching for a key for 15 minutes. I've noticed that before. You try yeah. to you try to get your uh, your Uber, and all of a sudden, oh yeah, the driver's on the way. And then all yeah. of a sudden, you see him going the other way, and he's still got to drop his other guy off. I'm like, oh, you yeah. prick! And just talking about this, I, I got into this discussion yesterday with a lady who who disagrees with me vehemently that this is the easiest time in the world to be alive. And I, here I am, like, oh, I I had an immediate option without like my car. Like within two or three minutes, if my let's say my battery didn't start, I didn't have jumpers, and I had to go fast. Uber's there. This lady's like, it's harder for a child to be a child today. And I'm like, as I'm reading this thing, I just realized that as I'm washing my hands, I haven't touched anything. Like, I don't even have to turn faucets on anymore. I, I walk away from toilets. They flush for me. Like, how much easier, do, how much more convenience can we get and still bitch about how hard life is? It's so simple. That's it's ridiculous, and it'll never change. No, I know. Well, but that's the problem: is that we got we we are we're we're tuned to just go nuts and complain about how hard things. This morning was frustrating; it was my own fault. But I had the option of Uber, and I'm like, God! And all I thought was, man, is Uber a absolutely awesome thing? This is like immediately. I'm like, I got a ride. I always have but it a gets ride. So- to the point where it's so far removed where you have that thought where you hear people like, man, I don't know how people survived 30 years ago. I don't. I mean, right. I, I start have no thinking idea. that way. And it's like, well, there was ways the, you yeah, but the stuff. Yeah, but think about it. 30 years ago. The convenience part the, of it. You're in the bottom of a parking garage with no car. Yeah. 30 years ago, there's no phone. Right. 30 years ago, you're standing next to your car just sitting there going, I don't know what to do. Got to go to the uh, lobby, find a pay phone. phone. A lobby at four forty in the morning. Yep. No, you ain't finding anything. You got to find a pay phone. Hopefully, you got change. If you don't have change, then you got to. Then what? Then you got to try to find. You thumb through yellow pages. And then someone tries to collect. Yeah, yeah. Then we would have to, uh, you know, somehow track you down, saying, "Oh, well, John's late." I wonder what the deal is. I I text you guys immediately and said, "Hey, uh, ran into a problem with the keys." 
And then you, you do, you start thinking to yourself, how are all these creature comforts ever taken for granted by anybody who says times are hard? I get it. Financially, you can have issues and stuff. It makes it feel like everything sucks. But this is like the most convenient ever. This morning, could I would have melted down. I mean, actually, if it was 30 years ago, I'd have just called you and said, I'm not coming in this morning. <laughs> i got to figure yeah. this out. I'd be worried that my keys are floating around. I'm just standing next to my car. It was nuts. Yeah. So I, I what a morning. She went back and forth in two hours. Yeah, later. I, I would have been here like ten, going, guys. I'm sorry, I missed the whole show. I, I don't know. Yeah, she's going back and forth about her kids and like the internet causes bullying and and hurts. You know, they're, they're susceptible to. I'm like, no, the internet causes them not to have to work very hard to learn. The internet causes them to know more than you and I will ever know by the time they're twenty if they want to. The internet's glorious. What it causes is, you know. Uh, the Jones factor of you can tell your kid you're not going to be on social media. That's what you're really talking about. Social media. He has to have it. Well, you're saying it's the worst thing in the world for him. But if he doesn't have it, he's an outcast. If he doesn't have it, no one's going to know. Like, no one cares if you don't. Uh, trust me, I'm a person who doesn't have social media. Nobody ever says, hey, want to be friends? I'm like, yeah, I'd love to. Do you have social media? No. Well, I'm not talking to you ever again. It's You're, you're not. Nobody cares if you have it. Everybody's self-centered. They've got a Facebook. They've got a TikTok. It's all about their TikTok. It's not about yours. Nobody yeah. cares about your thing. You do. And then I get this on top of it after going back and forth with her. And then this morning was just like almost a stamp, an exclamation point of how great we have it here. Uh, this this guy said, can you please scream this for me? And I said, I'll do it. All right. Here, we, uh, Brady, it's time for another segment of What the f*** going on? <laughs> this one I agree with. Now, this I don't understand at all. Says, hey, Holmberg, I'm in an argument with my ex because my 15-year-old daughter was invited to her friend's party this weekend. Big deal, right? Except for when you look at the invitation, it's called a lost her virginity party. What? Her parents are having a pool party Saturday because their daughter is officially a whore. (laughs) 16 years old. Her and her boyfriend did it. Uh, Not happening, right? The parents of this kid are very sexually open. That's what my my ex-wife says. They talk to their children like adults. I'm public enemy number one with my kid and my ex because I'm putting my foot down saying, no, we don't celebrate this. My wife says it's old-fashioned and we shouldn't be talking about sex like it's awful. We should be open and make it less of a taboo. Is this the new normal? I'm 39 years old. I, I already feel like I'm 70. Uh, this isn't right. Uh, would we celebrate a teen pregnancy? Would we have a party for that? My wife says if we treat uh, the sex, uh, treat sex like adults, our daughter probably won't get pregnant because she'll be knowledgeable and she won't be afraid to talk about it. The whole world is effed up when it comes to this. Brett, slap high fives with Holmberg. You guys have no idea how easy your lives Hell are yeah. without all this love and BS. Sylvester. Lost your virginity party? Crazy. Wow. What? What? If I had a... Sorry, you're not going, Kirby. Yeah, Kirby can't go to the lost your virginity party, but it, like... Well, unless Kirby goes, I'm going. Okay. All right, I put my foot down. I gave okay, it. you can go until 8 o'clock. You go until the virginity stuff starts. The good thing with this guy is now at least he knows that his ex-wife's a whore, too. Well, his so, ex-wife, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I, I hate watch all the new Sex in the Cities because uh, it's called And Just Like That. And it is the worst television show in the world about four women you couldn't hate more if you tried. And then they give yeah. you more reasons to hate them. They're the most self- selfish Horrible characters in television history. I hated Sex in the City. I watched every episode. It was Girl Entourage. <laughs> I hated that show too. I, 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 they're awful people. They had an episode a couple, like a week or two ago, where the one lady's daughter, who's adopted, was like, um, 
my boyfriend's parents it tells her parents this. My boyfriend's parents are out of town. And so I'm going to lose my virginity to him this weekend. And her mom's like, oh, my God, is it happening? And I'm like, wait a minute. This isn't how TV's supposed to teach lessons. This isn't right. And she goes, oh, be sure you have condoms and everything else. And she goes, Mom, I know what to do. We've talked about it. It's fine. But it, this is the weekend it's going to go down. And it was like a celebration in their house. She tells the dad and everything. So she goes over to the boyfriend's house with the parents out of town, forgot the condoms, calls her mom in a blizzard. And her mom goes to the drugstore, buys condoms, and gives them to her daughter so she can whore out for the first time. And I'm, I'm like, I got to look online and see how people reacted to this. Like, people had to be like, they've gone too far, right? Nope. An entire gaggle of broads going, this is how I wish my parents treated sex with me. And it's amazing. You, you know, yeah, it's amazing that they found that the guy's parents were fine with this, They too. weren't. They there weren't you home, go. and that's going to be the episode. Well, they aren't yet. So then a week but later. Why would you do that? I mean, because, I mean, it'd be more practical to go, okay, well, this is great, honey. Let's contact yeah, your, you're your supposed boyfriend to contact both sides. and the parents, and let's all four go out. Let's let's that get was, together and go out to dinner and celebrate you guys. Talk about you uh, putting your rod in my daughter. Yeah. And then, the, uh, and then a week later, the girl came home. And then let's talk about what I did to your mother last night. Sure. That's on, my on old that. argument. You want your kids to not have sex. Always have a video ready of you and your wife or husband uh, banging away and saying, well, I want to make sure you know what you're doing. Here's a here's your mother and I pumping it out. This man needs medical attention. Holmberg's morning sickness. Holmberg's morning sickness. But then they had another episode like a week later where the daughter was like, hey, I need you guys out of the house. Uh, he's coming over and we're going to have a f- party. And they're like, oh, my God. Uh, okay, we'll go to dinner or something. They cleared the house. And I'm like, in my mind, if I go back to when I was like 16, 17, I wish my parents would have cleared the house so I could, you know, oh, yeah. have a f- party. But I knew that was never an option. You don't want to do that. It was crazy. So this dude's got a, you know, big trouble. But I didn't know lost your virginity parties were a thing. Oh, man. Evidently. I, it, yeah, I didn't know that either. Well, I mean, you're, as far you're, as pulling that off... Uh, you know, that's one thing, but I, you know what it, it feels like um, being discreet is taboo now. And I'm like, well, there's it's a, not really taboo. It's just like, oh, you're being too. There's a double edged sword it. to that. I though. mean, there is a double edged yeah. sword, but sometimes it's like if that were the case, then maybe the parents are open and they're discussing right. about, well, your mom really likes this. or I like when your mom does. Well, you don't this. necessarily need to get into why. Why don't you? <laughs> how to make mom squirt. I, mean, I know. I don't think that why don't you? Part of it. Because that's something that's like super private. You want to be discreet about. Well, that's independent and individual. Like saying, "I like to, you know, I like to be edged." It's just too much info. But everybody yeah. knows we're having sex, you and know? so that falls under the category. It's like I, I know I can't prevent my daughter from doing right. all that, but I don't want. But you to can also make celebrate that factor so repressive that she does it behind and doesn't yeah. have any knowledge of what's going on. And it has on. been yeah. in the past. For the but, most part. You have figured it out, though. You and the people that go to your daughter's school kept it Christian, kept it guilt-riddled, and that's the right way to do it. <laughs> guilt needs to be attached to the teenage thing simply so you don't have the problem hit your desk when your daughter comes home with STDs and pregnancies. That's why you shame kids in sex. And then when they're 18 or 19, you're like, look, you're on your own. Have fun, but I shamed you that way because, God damn it, I didn't need some great. This guy's thirty nine. He doesn't want to be called grandpa in the next two years. Here's the He's thing, you know, it's uh, have fun or whatever. When you say that, it's also a powerful thing. 
I mean, I understand sure, people sure. are saying sex is, um, you know, don't we're, we're taking it too heavy. We need to be more open about it. Sure, like that. But realize, man, it messes with people. It, it can does. because no matter right. what, no matter the point that you think you've got it under control, there'll be one that you connect with. And sure, and you can make babies and STDs. Yeah. But yeah, I say communicate like crazy. Absolutely, make it a non-taboo topic, and also. Shame your daughter wildly for being like this is what like girls who used to lose their virginity, not necessarily, uh, kind of tried to keep it quiet because they didn't want to be whores. Now it's like uh, evidently there's parties and stuff. You can tell all your friends and then like there's cake. It was like periods. Oh, yes, there is. oh, there's cake. All right. Eat all you want. <laughs> but yeah, like the period parties. That's another thing that used to make girls cry. I, I remember that Stephanie girl in fifth grade bleeding all over her desk chair. She didn't come to school for like three days because of the shame of it all. And I'm like, that's the way it needs to be. That needs to be a hidden shame. Yes, we all have sex. And yes, we we all poop. There's no reason for me to come out of the bathroom and go, I think I saw an asparagus. Uh, I think, I think, you guys want to know details about it? Let's have a party. Let's have my giant poop party. That is a little earlier. There is a first poop celebration in the toilet, you know, when you're training your kids. Sure, in the house. But if you threw a party, (laughs) invited people over, I would egg your house probably. I'm sure there are people that do that, though, too. That's the worst part. Yeah, the period parties. We need to bring shame back. For guys like, uh, what was his name, Sylvester? Guys like Sylvester so he can shame his daughter into feeling like a whore again instead of, like, going to other girls' houses and going, Well, Hannah's parents don't mind that she gets laid. (laughs) My dad lost his mind. Hannah's a whore. Had a couple of uh, situations where my sister was getting, clearly getting ridden in the back of a car. Like, clearly. My dad lost his cork. Some of my happiest memories as a kid was my dad... Steam shooting out of his ears, shouting at my sister, calling her whore and stuff. It was great. <laughs> I was like, finally, somebody's on my team. It was great. When he asked that uh, Mike, that Mexican guy, to leave so he could yell at her, I, I said, I, I might as well have popcorn. I think I had a hot dog and a Pepsi. I just remember sitting in the, I was in the recliner, and he's like, uh, nice to meet you. You need to leave right now. Okay, I'll see you later. Can your daughter walk me off? Like, this dude was thick cartel. <laughs> and then my sister walked out with him, and he just just handled her ass while they made out for four minutes. And my dad stood in the window, and I thought he was going to kill her. I thought for sure he was going to kill her. Dante! Yeah, you have embarrassed me and everyone I care about, you whore! I'm like, here we go. Turn the TV off, John. There's no reason for this. This is the best show on TV right now. Now, his behavior caused her to be more of a whore because then they started to have battles over, like, you tell me I can't watch this. So it needed to be handled differently. As the observer, some of the greatest days of my life. He found a card in a room about some guy, you know, wrote her a letter about how sweet her honeypot was. I don't know what it was, but it made my dad found it. And it Does that run in the family or something? Because you with your uh, poetry book that disappeared. Oh, <laughs> well, look, a lot of dudes write poems. <laughs> to the vagina? Yes. <laughs> you have never done. No, I have not. Oh, wow. I have done it a lot. Because I haven't lived. I was bored last night uh, <laughs> laying in the apartment by myself, and I decided to pen some vagina poems. <laughs> There's a whole play called the Vagina Monologues. Everybody does it, Brett. But yes, yeah, some dude wrote a a poem in a Hallmark card to my sister's uh, honey hole, and she kept it on her. She did it so he'd find it. Like, they were constantly button heads over, like, 
her clothes and everything else. It was, it was great. It was just great. I remember a listener called me up and goes, hey, man, remember me? We went to school together. I'm like, uh, yeah, I remember the name. And he goes, you might remember my brother. He hosed your sister. And I'm like, you're going to have to be more specific. <laughs> now I'm lost. Now you could be anybody. Was it Jose, Fernando, Luis, Jesus, Rodrigo? Which one was it? You're going to ha- I just will never forget that ugly red couch we had. My dad standing on the edge of it shaking that dude. And the dude didn't stand up to shake his hand. He just put his dead fish out for my dad. And he goes, nice to meet you. You're going to have to leave now. I'm like, oh, this is great. He's the one that I stood in the garage with. And he asked me what year my Diamondback was because he was going to steal it. I know he was going to steal it. What, what year is your bike? I'm like, what year is my bike? I don't know. I got it last year. I guess it's a, I don't know, mister. What is it, a last year? I was bigger than him. <laughs> I was in like seventh or eighth grade. I was bigger than this guy. And I was nothing. Like, I don't know. Last year? What was that? 85? I don't, what, what, are you, what are you What are you putting on that? It's nice. Yeah, I know. Okay, all right, get your eyes off my stuff here, Mike. If that is your real name. Do you like Miguel. it? Miguel. <laughs> Can I take it for a ride? No, because you'll never come back. You have to realize it's the mid-80s. I'm a huge bigot. <laughs> Probably a whole bunch racist. You don't understand how my mind works right now. I'm looking at you like, are you supposed to be inside impregnating my sister and causing all sorts of strife for me later? I've heard about you. To, to get the bike. Where'd you keep it? Uh, in my room on a lock. You can't have it, Mike. <laughs> yeah, he was And then he came back in the house, and that's when my dad met him. Oh, it was phenomenal. A virginity party. They made up. He came back with a dozen tamales. <laughs> I'm so sorry. There's something to unwrap. I, that, <laughs> I unwrap this like I do your daughter's panties. Oh. It comes right off, and then you eat the meaty center. Oh, oh come on. Jesus. Look at Michael. <laughs> Michael from my past. I wonder how he got stabbed to death now that I'm thinking about him again. Probably from Dan. Oh, my dad. My dad. I wouldn't be surprised if my dad on his deathbed just roughly grips my hand after the big goodbye. Something I need to tell you, boy. What? George Drive, Tempe, the backyard. There's four dead Mexicans. I need you to do me. You're like, what? Yes, I, I killed them all. I need all. you to move a couple of things. <laughs> to get rid of a couple of things over at the house in Tempe. Dad, we haven't been there in years. They never found them. God damn it. They never looked. <laughs> I, wouldn't be, I would not be surprised. I mean, he was responsible for uh, the Greyhound Dial building, the Phoenix Civic Plaza, the uh, Banquin Ballpark. Uh, America West. Uh, my guess is a couple of dudes who hosed my sister are in the concrete of one of those buildings. <laughs> Miguel probably, hey, you'd like a job in construction, Miguel? Si, si. That's so nice, Mr. Honover. Thank you. Gracias. Well, I meet you tomorrow. Yes, I'll drive you. And then he'd kill him and then bury him in the concrete over there at the AWA. <laughs> and it looks like Mike's not going to be popping around much more. Was there an Enrique? Because we just got a message there. That Enrique uh, right banged there. my sister? Yeah. Well, um, no, not necessarily your sister, but. Uh, <laughs> it says, at 16, when I lost my virginity on Cinco de Mayo, that very day I went home, ended up waking my dad and telling him what I just did. I don't know why. It just felt right at the time. <laughs> you woke your dad up to say it just hosed abroad. It's, you know, and it's different for dudes. Like, you could see, like. 16-year-old boys going, I'm having a lot. I just I just banged her. We're having a little get-together at the house this Saturday. You don't tell your parents. Well, I'm just having some guys over. You're going to have a, you know, Billy lost his virginity party, but the boys will know. 
Well, I think I would. If I think it would have been a wake up for uh, Kurt Vesley going, Did you wear a condom? Yep. All right. Yeah. High five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, my dad would have <laughs> been so happy had I told him like the day it happened. Like, his first, I, I lost my virginity. Tool girl. Stop it. <laughs> oh, God. He got his ass flowered. No, yeah. Dad. I'm still platinum in that category. You fertilized a boy, didn't you? No. Tell the truth. He was so concerned. So I think he'd have been thrilled with it. My mom would have been really open had I said. I never talked to them about that. There was deep shame and fear that I wouldn't. That Yes, I, they knew I would do it. And at a certain point, I was being encouraged to like <laughs> go find a girl and do something with it. Like, well, your sister's a whore. Don't you have any drive in you? But, and then uh, he figured you, you at one time that just in case, because he brought in. And he said, wanted. That was cops. ninth grade. That was him thinking, all right. Next step is kid's going to come out of a shell. Just in case. Or a closet. You need rubbers. Like, oh, Dad, don't. No, no, I don't want to talk about it either. You want to? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> come out of my shell, which was oddly shaped like a closet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Whenever you, you need condom seat, I know what you're doing. Oh, Dad, don't. No, you don't want to get all over it because it gets sick. So when you're in that boy, John Stevens, I mean, that's, we're not doing it. <laughs> he's, he's a twink, too. Look, it's hard for me to talk to you about this. But you don't want a wiener. It's gross. Dad, stop. So when you two are sword fighting or tummy sticking, whatever it is you're going to do to the boy. <laughs> so, yeah, it's virginity parties. I didn't know. But, yeah, he would have he would have been like they knew. And they probably could have been a little bit more like comfortable with it. But the fact they weren't made it just a normal house. I don't know how I would have been if my I knew a girl whose parents and her just n- nudity was okay in the house. Huh? It was the straight. It was in your with, neighborhood with friends over. Really? Oh, mom! Mom walked around topless by the pool, and uh, like not with us. She wasn't partying with us. But you were swimming over there a lot. No, right? I wasn't. Oh. You did not want to see this. <laughs> oh, it's one of those. And they were like, and I'm like, your mom's got no shirt on. She's like, yeah, we we really kind of don't. When we're at home, nude, and they run around in their underwear. Not a big deal. No big deal. Nudity yeah. was nothing to me. Like, it was, like, you ran down the hall out of the shower if you forgot a towel. I mean, it was a full-on, you know, Olympic sprint. Nobody needs to see that. Dad's donging around, evidently, you know, and and I'm like, I couldn't live like that. Yeah, that's not for everyone. No. The shame of it all. And then I I thought the girl that was into me, because she was always, like, taking her shirt off, changing her clothes and stuff. I'm like, this is, she doesn't have, she wants me. Nope. She just took her clothes off. She ended up being like a really respectable mom, too. With a bunch of naked kids. This man needs medical attention. Holmberg's morning sickness. Holmberg's morning sickness. So, I want to go to a virginity party. I just want to see how. I want to see the parents that drop off. How do the others uh, celebrate? Do you, if you haven't been there I yet, is it time? Mind. I don't know. Uh, is it the a green light? What do you get her like lube and EPT tests? <laughs> Gift certificate for uh, Planned Parenthood yeah, or you know yeah, hangers? There's some some back alley directions. There's a Dyson. Here's, yeah. <laughs> here's graham crackers and Sprite. Just uh, beat her yeah. to the punch. I don't know how you do it, but and I understand. Like people need to be like the worst thing you can do is, is teach your kid that sex is. Something that should be shamed and repressed. But sex, it, like, you should be, like, don't be a whore. Like, you know, that should, it should be talked about and then discouraged. 
should be wide open discussion and wild discouragement about that. Like you shouldn't do it. It makes you a whore. Like you'll do you'll do enough later, but just make sure that it's disappointing to mom and dad. Not talking about it at all is probably worse than having virginity parties. Like making it seem like it's a crime. That screws people up more than anything else. Because then they turn and look at the no look no further than Salt Lake City, Utah, that has a massive teen pregnancy problem. Massive. They are not discussing sex with their kids. So there's two wild sides. Did your did did Kurt he didn't talk to you about that? What? Sex and broads. Uh he tried to skirt it, but by the time he decided to have the conversation, it's like all right. I've done this. All right, thanks. What about your mom? Thanks, dude. Nah, she kind of avoided it. My mom because you know the oh my little baby boy. Yeah, you know, she didn't want to, she didn't want to know anything about that. You know, <laughs> baby boy. And, and there's Did no broad that is, and there's no broad good enough for her baby oh, boy. boy. That's it was one of those things. Did she like the? Ex? Here's your lunch. Did she like your ex? Uh, at the very end, it was like she it, wanted to it kill was, her. Oh yeah. You heard him, my babe. It was one of those cases where she'd be like, well, "Tell your parents yeah. I said I'm. Yeah, you don't want me to tell her that." Wow. Yeah. So she would tell you, "Tell your parents I said hi," and you're like, "If, I, not, even, if yeah. I even bring you up, oh yeah, mom turns into a fireball." Yeah, protecting their boy. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. You don't wrong my boy. But when you were a kid, your mom never sat down and said, "You're going to find a nicer girl." Oh uh, no. no, no, she just no. She wanted to avoid that conversation. No kidding. Yeah, my mom sat me down once to try to discuss it. I just, I, I wasn't having it. Yeah. Are she just rolling, rolling along? Yeah. I wasn't. Here's having a girlfriend. It. Yeah. You know, your high school going out, but there was never. Yeah. It's like you know. But I wonder if they tried with your brother or sister because by the time they got to you, it's kind of like I, all right, we've learned was a what to do. Different on you know. I don't I be a remember, whore. I remember yeah. one time when. Um, my sister was in high school, um, and she wasn't a senior. She was like a sophomore, and this senior invited her to go on a camping trip, nice. a weekend camping trip. And my dad in. was like, "No way! I, I don't want that happening." Yeah, and, hey, you um, got to guard against the girl because she can bring home extra yeah. people. The next thing you know, you got extra people. That's no good. That's nuts, man. Anyway, yeah, you got to bring back the but college. You know, after that, but you know, it just wasn't one of those things where. I think you put that on yourself a little bit, and sure, there's there's the uh, you know a little bit of the religious side. Absolutely, it puts saying, the fear of, of but it it's all the in fear you. of pregnancy more than anything. Oh, it's, but it's also as my dad's fear when you make guilt part of it in a huge way. Yeah, the kids that buy it, like you were like, okay, this is just, just this just disappoints everybody if I do this. Like th- th- there's a feeling inside you like I've done something horribly wrong. I remember like you know first when you first beat off, I wouldn't look in the mirror for like four or five minutes afterwards. <laughs> so I mean I've done something terrible. Like I thought I was doing a terrible deed. Yeah, and, 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 they, because it was because basically it was like that's gross. But as you know how you, you rationalize it is like intercourse off the table. Sure. Everything else, yeah, we'll uh, we'll uh, explore that now, see, option. Y- and then and and the point is, and what is the uh, you know well one you. The other ones you can't really get pregnant from. Right. Well, the problem is, well, just if you're fortunate enough at this moment to have an ugly kid, just be grateful. Because my parents had that gift. They had one that was slutting around and then me. And there was no, like, they didn't have to worry about teaching me about sex. All the girls in school were uh, basically abstaining from me. It was a perfect combination for my dad to go, he can't get anybody pregnant. He He was trying to encourage me to get some game. 
and try to overcome this shell that I was walking around in. He knew I was in an uphill battle. He knew it's not going to be easy, boy. You need to you need to break out now. Yeah, there was no there was no real threat. I was getting anybody pregnant because you could just look at me and know no girl was taking that chance. There were options. Uh, JD wants to know if that uh, losing your virginity party is actually called quinceanera in another language. Or, <laughs> oh, by now, uh, by then, quinceanera, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's way, that's a second child, quinceanera. <laughs> that's usually uh, the quinceanera girls finding out uh, that, you know, her, her kid just got accepted on the same cheer team in high school. They're, they're only like five or six years apart. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's strange. But I think that, you know, an open conversation is right. I think you should do that. And then also... Uh, uh, a great amount of guilt and and and, uh, and fury that you're going to ruin everyone's lives with it. But at least you know that's where I think you should talk about your sex with kids is just to let them know. Oh, I know it's out there. And I know you're going to have fun. It's great, and you, you're going to ruin my life. Like make it no. Like you can have fun all you want. You bring a kid home, STDs, anything else, you're ruining my life, and that's really all that matters here. Well, then some some of them you get those irresponsible ones. You get the the grandparents that wind up being the parents because the exact moron kid is too irresponsible. Seen it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've right. all seen it. And that's the main, uh, you know, the main reason in the last with our generation and everything. It's like uh, have fun, but you have to understand, you know, stuff that you wanted to do. Also, a yeah. kid comes in the mix. Sure, uh, yeah. your college, your. <laughs> You know, there's repercussions with it, but at the same time, there's also kids that got pregnant and the family basically oh, yeah, shunned got rid of them. them. Yeah. And that's not ah. right. That's just crazy. And who, why tough, why are we Papa. surprised that there's lost my virginity parties going on when a kid can be at age 12? You can say, eh, I don't want to be this gender anymore, and you stuff them full of drugs to change all that. So, I mean, it's like, they're always right. The kids get their way constantly, so... It, it doesn't surprise me that a kid lost her virginity and her parents are actually like, okay, whatever you want to do, this is great. Everything you do is great. My kid never does anything bad. I had a, Somebody was talking to me the other day and I said something. I'm like, I don't know how real it is or how much pressure is being put on to have like your gender be confused. But I know if I was going through all the stuff I went through as a kid, I'd be like, what's what? what Because it, it, back when I was a kid, back in the olden times. I remember. I remember being on a porch wondering. You were either gay or you weren't gay. You were a boy or you were a girl. You knew, like, okay, I'm, but it, like, and I'm sure there was a few kids who were like, I don't know, and that, and you know, that was the small percentage that lived with that. Uh, now they're like, I, I guess I've got 45 options. I'm not really feeling myself today. Maybe I'm, I'm non-binary. I'll make something up. So the and I and the person I was talking to said, uh, you know, because I said I don't, I don't know how I would feel if my kid was like adamant about because we have friends who have a kid who's I think like 19. But it's been going through that swaparoo for five years. Yeah. And it's weird because you, you want to say something, but it's not your kid. It's not your place to say, like, I think you guys are making a mistake. I think let let that person figure it out when they're truly adults. And the best argument I've ever heard, the guy uh, with the, with us said, if your 12-year-old daughter said, I want big boobs, would you get her a boob job? I'm like, no. Hmm. And he goes, then don't dabble with her sex organs either. I'm like, oh, Great art. Yeah, why are you making that call? Yeah, why are you allowing that changing the body? Yeah, top surgery at age 15, like going away, but like adding, like getting huge cans put into a teenager, you wouldn't do it. Like, it's like, look, that's not the time to do this. But maybe it is, maybe I'm so kind of removed from that. Thank God, high five, Brett. So, oh, yeah. so removed from the way kids work. I think Brady's got it right. Still send him to a religious school where that stuff's taboo, <laughs> and you get pregnant the old-fashioned way, quietly, in the back of a car, 
and you get that weird abortion, and no one knows for like 30 years. Discretion. Take a semester or two off at school. Right. And then you're back the following year. What happened? Oh, she got sick. Something happened. Oh, okay. We probably had... There could have been more, but I I know like two or three when I was in high school. Pregnant girls? Yeah, that basically did not go to school. You know, kind of pulled out of school. See, here's the great thing. They would have pulled out. Then came back in. (laughs) If they're pulling out, they wouldn't have had to worry about it. They came back into circulation about a year or so later. Crazy part was... I went to school at Dobson High in Mesa. We had a 1,000 people per class. So big, they had to dump one of the grades back to the junior high. So it was only, a th- it was only a 10th, 11th, 12th grade. I know in 3,000 students, I know of one girl that got pregnant in high school. We had one at Gilbert. One. And yeah. we knew who it I was. I, know. I guarantee you 10, 15 of them got knocked up. Guarantee it. But discretion used to, like, nobody was having parties. There was more visits to the Planned Parenthood. Oh, than, there was yeah. more dads driving, especially with St. Tim's across the street. There was the real, the shame of it all was, all those people that were hanging around with Father Dale and the gang were the ones probably dicing out most of the kids. Then they live with that additional guilt. Yeah. Oh, it was, well, who knows what they live with. I can't make that claim. I don't know. But, well, if they're going to St. Tim's or something like that. Yeah, if they, they didn't have much guilt to begin we're with. We're hiding this. If You're hiding something. For taking, the rest of your Taking seed was hiding it in the first place. It was just a series of dominoes of yeah. not really being religious. And then screaming out how religious you were and how what a perfect family you've got going on. Meanwhile, there's a, a couple. That's of, what I'm saying. There's a couple family. little Johnny in the deep, car. No. <laughs> deep secrets. <laughs> She's got to have a beach towel between her legs for four days while she enjoys that Sprite. Anyway. Lose your virginity party. Have fun. Maybe but, it's a and, celebration of that. Yeah. Our daughter is also heterosexual. Well, that could it's be. out there. My dad, if he'd have found out about this stuff, would have taken me to that lose your virginity party because there's a bunch of loose broads in there and he thought I had a chance. <laughs> You're going to go in there and just be yourself. You can be kind of funny and charming sometimes. You're not hanging out with Stebbings tonight. You're going to this. Yeah, you and Stebbings aren't riding bikes anymore. You're going to this. My, my co-worker's daughter's having a lost her virginity party. Her friends are whores. The whole place is going to be crawling with broads who spread them. Are you interested in that? I don't know. It's a lot of pressure, Dad. Oh, Christ. You want, a, you want a rubber so you don't get poopy pee-pee from your friend John? No. John Stevens and I aren't gay. Yeah. Yet. Our son's a senior. He's 18 years old. We're just, he's had to lose his virginity party. It's fabulous. His scout leader came out, and uh, that's who he celebrated with. I think every time I took a poop, my dad wondered if I was in there alone. Ah, I smell it. Is today the day? What's going on in there? Is John in there with you? No, John son, I'm going to the bathroom, Dad. I smell gay sex. No, I'm taking a dump. <laughs> You're an embarrassment someday. <laughs> no, I'm not. You will be. Oh, you'll, see. you'll see you're so gay it's so gay oh it just it was his biggest fear it was horrifying uh anyway enjoy your loser virginity party you know you should do them now i think when you're you know let's say everybody should change it up when you're like 25 or 30 you and who, whomever you lost your virginity to should get back together for one night and have a lost your virginity to this guy party that would actually be a fun website lost my virginity and then everybody goes to a party and, like, whoever you lost yours to is there, Brady, and whoever I lost mine to is there, and Brett, whoever like lost yours to. this is your to. life almost type of Kind of. And then everybody's just like, oh, my God, who'd you lose yours to? And then you look over, that cow over there, she's like 400 pounds oh, now. 
I swear to God, bro, I she wasn't that to be Okay. <laughs> What's you? your sister doing here, bro? Yeah. Hey, you what? stuck uh, that? Why hey, is Samuel you wanted at a party? Mom, what are you? <laughs> I'm here to see your friend Marcus. Oh, no. That's you a, lost your virginity to Mark. It's a no, bad no. Pornhub video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that would be great. It could like, be a whole new category oh, yeah. for him. You lost your virginity to some girl. Yeah. And I don't know if she was also a virgin, probably. Yeah. Yeah, so you two, you two bled it out. <laughs> I don't know if the girl you lost your virginity to. Yeah, she was. She was. Yeah, we didn't know here. what the hell we were doing. All of us. <laughs> so all of us would only have one. But there's a lot of guys out there lost their virginity to a girl who had already done it. So at the party, she's got to visit with you. And the other guy. She's got the receiving line. She's got, yes, to the, she's left. got the one that's like, I lost my virginity to him, and you lost yours to me. So it's not this, it's not some, you know, beautiful story where, you know, two virgins. Nope. Her flower got blown up by some other dude, and then she started dating you, and you're like, I haven't done it. So then that party gets awkward because he was first in, and now you're Eskimo brothers with that guy, and you got to hang out. Oh, I'm, I'm, I want to have this party. This would be a blast, especially for Brady's shameful face when that girl comes around the corner. Or wheels herself in. Remember me, Brady? Bip, bip. I remember everything but the heart monitor. <laughs> you, look, you look great. Bip, bip. I've had six heart attacks. Sister Betty? <laughs> wow. What happened? <laughs> you get hit by something? No, just the ravages of time. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you just put a pumpkin in her mouth. <laughs> look at her go. Oh. Look at her go. She one bit it. Uh, anyway, let's get a wake up song. Five eight five ninety eight hundred for you and your crazy, stupid kids. My God. Now maybe I do change my mind. Maybe it is the hardest time to be alive, trying to navigate. You know all this freedom your kid has. I like the old days when kids were scared of their parents. That was a good time. Uh, give us a wake up song. We'll scream it together. It's ninety eight KUPD. Wake up. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said, fully erect. 98. 